goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 103.3, the goat. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Sports Chat, 103.3 The Goat. We're here with Cousin Shane, co-host of That SEC Podcast with Michael W. Bratton. Uh, your thoughts of SEC Media Day so far? Uh, it's been a whirlwind. And, 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 you know, I'm telling you right now, day four looks to be exciting. Uh, uh, we got Lane Kiffin out here. I mean, this is probably the best big room talk I've heard this week. And he's just telling you the truth. And then we got South Carolina guys running around with a little chip on their shoulder. It's, it's, it's been awesome up to this point, but I think we're going to close out strong today. Uh, and then, so, I mean, what the scandal so far, basically, has been Nick Saban claiming that carrot cake is any good. I mean, what is he thinking, right? I, I don't know if he's trying to, you know, divert us from the real attention of Alabama's quarterback is situation. I mean, carrot cake is just, it's not, why do I need vegetables for dessert, Cousin Shane? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if you don't know who I am, I'm going to tell you real quick. I'm not the guy you go to to get zip lining advice or hiking trail <laughs> locations. That's not me. But, but you walk all the time. I see your video. You do walk. But that's because I love cake. And I'm telling you, <laughs> carrot cake does not belong on the list. I'm surprised that if they did pies, I bet it would be rhubarb. It has to be. Right. I mean, that was the most papaw answer ever. Talking with uh, Cousin Shane, uh, just like Shane Beamer, uh, I didn't think that Josh Heupel was a great hire at Tennessee. Let's talk about that. Before we get into what he's done, that was a whole, I mean, talk about creating content, yeah. right? I mean, Tennessee almost had Mike Leach as their head coach. Yeah, buddy, I'm telling you. Are we talking Heupel or are we talking Beamer here? Well, we're first talking the Tennessee uh, head coaching search. Before Heupel, right? I mean, Mike Leach was sort of hired verbally, and that got kaput. Oh, man, there was there was a lot. There was a lot floating around before then. And, and the rumors, you know, you see Brian Kelly running around. There was the Brian Kelly rumors. And then, you know, the whole Shiano thing, you know, that was, that was a hot mess. So, yes, to land on Josh Hopple was a godsend for those volunteer fans. And you just didn't know it when you got him. But I think they know it now. Yeah, really impressed. And then, but they now got a new OC, right? The OC left. What does the OC do? Because it's Hypel calling the plays. Is he telling them what the defense is doing? What What does the offensive coordinator do for Tennessee? Well, I think that's what Hypel's going to do is create 
fantastic offensive coordinators. And I'm not trying to downplay losing an OC, but if you were to lose a coordinator on that Tennessee staff, you would want that to be the OC because you know that's Hopple's baby. Talking to Cousin Shane, co-host of that SEC podcast on a Thursday afternoon sports chat. All right, so Tennessee is coming through. Not only do you got to replace the quarterback, you got to replace those wide receivers. Who's up next? Well, I think you've got a lot of dudes already. Um, I think this is a big year for Brew McCoy. I think Squirrel steps up. There's, there's, that's one of the things about Tennessee. It, it, I'm not saying the names there don't matter, but what they've been able to create. I mean, nobody knew Cedric Tillman before Heupel. Now he's in the NFL. Nobody knew Jalen Hyatt and, you know, Alabama does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got to get that shot in, don't you? Absolutely. So I think that's kind of what Tennessee is going to continue to do. And you're already seeing it on the recruiting trail. Receivers want to play in that style of offense. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, it was amazing to me not having a, you know, care in one way or another unless they put some money on it. You know, Jalen Hyatt kept on running free by like 20 yards. Like someone covered Jalen Hyatt. Don't press, cover back and try to stay up with him. And he just kept on catching wide open passes. Absolutely. Hey, man, we love covering all SEC teams, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that game was one of the top three special games, in my opinion. It was just... It's getting that Alabama monkey off their back. I think that was crucial, and and, and we've, they have arrived. Tennessee's no longer a building program, even though they are. You can't count them out in any game that they go in because of what Heupel and company have been able to do. All right, so we talked about the receivers. What about Joe Milton the third? He's got a lot of physical ability, but you know it's going to be a law. You know he had a couple. He had a job and lost it. Then he was up for the Tennessee job and didn't win it. Now he's kind of got it by default. Yeah, and, and Milton, I mean, the the first time I ever saw Milton play was against Ole Miss when uh, Hendon Hooker got hurt, and everybody knows how that game ended with mustard bottles and, and, and golf balls, but the thing I remember was Joe Milton making a decision to run out of bounds instead of giving his guy an opportunity to win that game. So I think that one stuck with me for a long, long time, and I was afraid, and like most Vol fans, is that this moment's going to be too big for him. But then he comes out and he beats Vanderbilt, and then I think the Clemson game, I think that's why there's so much hype coming into this season because the flaws that he supposedly quote-unquote had it looked like he corrected them. So in this style, I'm telling you, there's a reason people should put Joe Milton up there when you're talking about the top quarterbacks. Talking with Cousin Shane, uh, co-host of uh, that SEC podcast with Michael W. Bratton. Uh, all right, so we know who the favorites are, generally speaking, right? It's the same old, same old, whatever order you want to put them in, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Uh, and you maybe include Tennessee. You got a surprise team, someone going to, and you could do it either way, someone who could be bad yeah. and someone who could be good. Because we'll have each one of those. Yeah, uh, I think I think good is is Missouri. I think a lot of people are sleeping on this team. They return a lot of talent back. That defense is unappreciated. You'll recognize them when you're playing them because they've got a lockdown secondary, and I think that's impressive. What do they get from the quarterback room? I think that's kind of where the ceiling's at, trying to figure out how to get this offense rolling. Doesn't help you lost love it last year, but that's my surprise team. If I, you know, I'm I'm doing my my rankings today. I've got um, Georgia East first. I've got Tennessee second. I think that's what it, pretty much everybody's doing here. But it's that third team. Who's that third team that pops up? I've got Mizzou. 
you know, a few years ago, and actually probably more than a few years ago, it could be 20, 2015, all right? The Raging Cajuns went into Kentucky and almost beat Kentucky with a backup quarterback on the day. And I don't know what would have happened to Mark Stoops had he won that football game. But he has turned that program around to where, you know, you don't have to win an SEC East division, right? You got to win eight to ten games and go to a bowl game. And he's got his, he's got his job for life. He's turned some jobs down. Apparently, he turned down Florida State. My goodness. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Kentucky, the, the, the fun thing about them is, is this week I'm coming away. Like, I just gave you my Mizzou hot take. The one that's sneaking up on me is the Kentucky love because, you know, Coach was here the other day. He said the right things. You know, they had problems. They had problems on, on offense. They had problems, you know, with, with the offensive line. It, they corrected all that. They went out there. They got, I think, arguably the best quarterback in the transfer portal. They got some – People don't know who Ray Davis is. Mark Stoop knows who Ray Davis is because he ran all over their ass. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if we can say that on there. But I, I'm just saying there's a reason that people should be high on Kentucky is because Mark went out there and he fixed what was wrong. Needed some linemen, went and got some linemen. I think you got Cohen back. I think people are sleeping on Kentucky. One of the, one of the, one of the best things about this team, and, and, and I, I guess if you were saying like the, the secret, is this receiving room. Because not only – I mean, Leary's getting all the, all the comments and all the, all the talk and hype, but this receiving room is so dynamic and exciting – I'm telling you, brother, at the end of the season, you're going to look back and say, Kentucky's back. All right, a couple more questions for uh, Cousin Shane on a Thursday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 to go. Usually SEC media days is the beginning of the Texas A&M bandwagon. I'm not sure if I'm feeling it this year. They do got a good quarterback, but we've heard that before, and it's fizzled under Jimbo uh, for the most part. Although it's outside of last year, he's actually been pretty good. They just haven't been great. Apparently people correlate how much money you make with how good you should be and Jimbo hasn't been there outside of like one year with the COVID year with Kellen Mond that's that's been it uh what do you think about A&M this year well A&M A&M's always gonna have a soft spot in my heart I, I picked I was the, You're only, the one I was the one last year that picked them <laughs> to not only win the West but win the entire SEC I may have been one year off because uh, and, and Aggie fans do not want me to get on that bandwagon. I am the grim reaper when it comes to gambling. So if I pick your team, most likely they're going to lose. So I'm trying not to hold back the hype, but there's a reason there's a lot of people excited about College Station. That room, I mean, you talk about talent. When you're looking at Georgia, you know, Alabama, there's another dude, and that's in, Texas, that's in College Station. These guys got some dudes down there that can play football, and I think if they can get it together, if he can release the reins and let Bobby Petrino cook, I think Texas A&M could be scary this year. All right, so now we got your cousin Shane. You're the cooler for the SEC podcast. When do you put out your picks so I know to do the opposite? <laughs> is that a weekly thing? Yeah, that is very true. I am uh, the kiss of death when it comes to gambling. I've lost a lot of money, but a lot of people have made money because of that. My locks of the weeks will come out usually on Friday, so we're going to start doing live shows on Thursday night, that SEC podcast, so you can be sure to check us out. He's Cousin Shane, that SEC podcast with Michael W. Bratton. Really appreciate the time. Uh, and uh, it's one more day, and it's Tennessee Day. Yes, absolutely, Tennessee Day. You could tell there's just a little pep in the steps with everybody running around here. So this is this has been the one I've been looking forward to all week. Uh, can't wait to see Hopple and company for sure. He is Cousin Shane on a Thursday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, all right. Yeah. 
know ever since I turned pro in 1989, when I signed that dotted line, it was strange, those things changed for the better and for the worse. So I called my mama and she said, baby, Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find great Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. 103.3 The Goat, Acadiana's best sports talk, is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. There's something for everyone's taste bud. Plate lunches to fine dining, Italian to soul food, when you choose an Eat Lafayette restaurant. Just go to 1033thegoat.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette. From Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by the best sports talk in Acadiana, 1033thegoat and 1033thegoat.com. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashana now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi. I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. 
access to the veterans' benefits they've earned, accessible homes and vehicles, and access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of non-stop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down an accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Who's putting on a clinic? Susan from Accounts Payable. Dominating. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand Up to Cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Every second counts in a poison emergency. That's why Poison Help is standing by 24-7 to provide free assistance in over 100 languages. Save Poison Help as a contact in your phone today. Poison Help. 1-800-222-1222. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 103.3. The Goat. Schultz back on 103.3 The Goat on a Wednesday afternoon Yacht Rock edition of Sports Chat. We're here with Zach Krantz back from my old stomping grounds in Miami. It was WQAM and then it was 560 to the Joe. I'm not sure why we ever changed it back, but they are back to WQAM. Uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, I know, we're here at SEC Media Days, but here's, he's here representing the Orange Bowl. But I'm more concerned about what is going on with Mario Cristobal at Miami because he's really recruiting well. But last year was a disaster on the field. Yeah. Uh, and first off, I'll start from one of the first things you said. I did try to make it 560 the Zach. It didn't work. It didn't work that way. go for that. Right. I, just, it, it, I think I got two votes. It was me and my mom who voted for that. That was about it. Um, yeah. Listen, you go five and seven at the University of Miami. You're normally fired. Now, that he has a 10-year deal, so he's around for a while. It was his first recruiting cycle, real re recruiting cycle. And now you've seen in the second recruiting cycle, or his first real big one from the start, he's done a tremendous job. They've done a really good job recruiting. Mario's always been known as a good recruiter, no matter where he went, whether he was his time with Alabama, whether he was in Oregon when he did that, everything with the Oregon program. They got all the great players that came out of there. But here's the big difference. You can recruit, but you got to win. Five and seven, you have another season like that, 
there are going to be people calling for his head. He's not going anywhere, though. You don't sign a 10-year deal and get fired after two years, especially, and you know Schultz, the Silver Fox, by the way. But you go to Miami, and there's there's... They're notorious for not having money. Notorious. I mean, Miami's a big school. The Miami Hurricanes, the U, we talk about them for 100 years now. But notorious for not paying assistant coaches or, or head coaches and getting the big names down here. They have boosters that have come forward in the last two or three years since the NIL, since all that has started, and have basically said at that point, we want Mario. They flew out to Oregon to go get him. They weren't leaving without him. They had the Moss brothers there who own uh, Inner Miami. There was money. We know that. We hear all this stuff. Okay, so they picked him up, they brought him back, and that was it. Five and seven's not going to do it. Another season like that, not going to do it. You have Tyler Van Dyke as a quarterback. You should be able to score more points than they did last year. You should be able to get more defensive players down there. They've done a pretty good job recruiting. How is the coaching going to be? How is that going to work on offense and defense? And we'll see what happens this season. But... When you have a Tyler, like I said, a TVD, your offense should be okay. You should be able to score points. That should not be one of the problems with the University of Miami is not being able to put 40 points up on a bad team. They had some games last year, Middle Tennessee State or the Florida State game. These are games, give me a break. You don't lose to a rival by five, six, seven, eight touchdowns, and you don't lose. No offense to Middle Tennessee State. We're probably close there. I don't know the, <laughs> the geographic region right now. You don't lose to Middle Tennessee State. It was, a, it was a crappy season. There's a lot of expectations, and there is a lot of hope that Mario is going to turn this thing around, but we'll see when they hit the field. We're talking with uh, Zach Krantz from 560 WQAM in Krantz's Corner. All right, but it wasn't just the losing part of it, right? It was the embarrassing part of it. Getting rolled by Middle Tennessee, getting rolled by Florida State, and wait for it, getting rolled by Duke. Miami does not. Losing to Duke is bad enough by getting rolled and embarrassing. I mean, Manny Diaz was losing ball games, but they were close ball games. They were in every game. They couldn't get over the hump a couple of years ago. I mean, can they? I mean, now we're looking for forget winning. Are they going to get to the hump this year? Well, I think that what's going to end up happening here is Mario's doing it the way he likes to do it, building from the inside out. And that has been the key at University of Miami. Anyone who's covered them, Dave, you were down there. When they have a good offensive line and defensive line, when that's the starting point for your team, they're normally good at that point because they're skilled players all over Broward, Day, Palm Beach. You get a couple of the three-star guys there. They're five-star guys in other states, but they're in Dayton, Broward. They're in Palm Beach. They're a three-star guy. But these guys are really good players. There's really good athletes now that we all know about that. That's why everyone here at SEC in their recruiting budget has a budget where they go down to South Florida for a little while. There's a reason for that. Mario lives there. His team lives there. They are able to take a car 20 minutes to St. Thomas in one direction or Miami Northwestern or go down to the Keys if someone's there or drive up to Orlando, whatever the case may be. This is the year for me, for Mario, to see what the building blocks are like. Because the offensive line, you get two five-star guys on the offensive line. You brought in as recruits. You're bringing guys on offense. You're bringing in running backs, five-star guys. Let's see what happens. But I'm really interested to see how Mario coaches his team and what happens at the end of the season. Because if they have a 5-7 and seven type year again, I'm not saying that's where they're going to go. Maybe they're 6-6 six and six or whatever the case is. That's not good enough. And I don't know what's going to end up happening if that's the end of the season. We're talking about another blown opportunity by the University of Miami. We're talking to Zach Krantz on a uh, sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. He's from 560 WQAM in Miami. So I guess it was Howard Schellenberger who did the ring around the three counties, right? As you mentioned, Miami-Dade, uh, Broward, and Palm Beach. And then Jimmy Johnson and Erickson kind of, you know, followed that model, kind of went away from that. And so now, and watching it from afar, he's back into that, right? You mentioned some of the schools. American Heritage is also a football factory. Is that coach now on the – is he on the Dolphins now, or is he with – 
Patrick Sertan. I think he's a head coach or, or, or defensive coordinator of some college now. It's blowing my mind right now. He's not there now. He was with the Dolphins. No, so that's what I meant. He went to the oh, Dolphins. Yeah, and now he, but now he's somewhere else. He, he went. I think he's coaching college somewhere. I'm having an absolute brain fart. Perfect for the radio for me to have a brain fart. Right. <laughs> so is so. How did Mario Mario's back into those circles? Because Alabama. It's not only the four the the you know uh, Florida schools, but it's Alabama. It's Georgia, it's LSU, it's Michigan, it's Ohio State. You got to get the talent from Florida to somehow stay home. Yeah, and I just talked to Dallas Turner from Alabama, who's going to be one of the premier defensive, the edge rushers of the St. Thomas kid. Listen, you're not going to be able to get everyone from South Florida to go to the University of Miami. If that happened, I hate every SEC school is going to kill me for saying this. If Miami got all the data and Broward and the Palm Beach best five-star and four-star kids, that team would be undefeated every single season. Okay, they really would. I, I, just because some of the best players in the country and the world are playing there in South Florida. So that's one thing. But what, what got to me first about Mario was, and he's a Miami guy, so that's obvious. He finished his introductory press conference in that suit that he was in and went to Miami Central from there. Left the press conference, got into a car with his offensive line coach, and went to Miami Central. He knows how important it is to get to, like you said, American Heritage and St. Thomas and Northwestern and Central. Those are the schools within a 20-mile radius of Coral Gables campus. When the Reuben Baines of the world leaving Miami Central and Alabama's recruiting him and Georgia's recruiting him and USC's recruiting him and everyone's recruiting him and he goes to Miami, that's showing you one thing. Maybe they're back a little bit. I am not here to say on your show or in any national capacity, the U is back. Until they win, the U is not back. But they certainly look like the recruiting trail is going to lead to something different. But it all comes down to like me and you have been talking about and everyone else's, how does Mario and this staff coach these players up. That was the biggest thing with Manny, the biggest thing with Larry Coker at the end of his tenure there. Are you coaching these players up the right way? You have five-star recruits. Why are they not five-star players on the field? Four-star players. That's the biggest thing for Miami. And it looks like they're in the right direction. And I've said it four times so far. We'll see what happens on the field and how the coaching is because the players are there. So like you said, and let's wrap it up here with Zach Krantz from 560 WQAM. I'm going with 560 to Zach. I love it. Or 560 to Krantz. You know, either way. Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, also, Krantz's corner podcast. Uh, he's got one year leeway. It's not about winning. It's about setting up to be in that playoff. Because it's one thing when you don't make the playoff and there's only four teams. There's a dozen teams, and you're going to get a group of five team in there. And if Miami is on the outside looking in, when they're playing in the ACC, and there's really only Clemson and Florida State, despite how much I want my orange to be part of that, it really is only Clemson and and Florida State, and Miami's got to be a part of that. Or else the pressure's really going to ratchet up. I think worse than ever for this pressure cooker that we're putting them in is not the Clemson of old, the Trevor Lawrence Clemson and the Dabo student. It's the Florida State looks like they're back. And Florida State is recruiting very well, not just in South Florida, but all over the place. And the worst thing to happen for the University of Miami at this point would be if Florida State now takes the reign from Clemson and goes for four or five years as the heavy, heavy champion favorites in the ACC, because Miami could do that. Miami could, and we know about the ACC. There are teams in the ACC that you play each week and you should blow them out, the Dukes of the world, and and no offense to Duke, and any of those teams. If Miami's playing tough games against all these teams and then you look on the other TV station and Florida State's beating a Wake Forest by 40 and then Duke by 50 the next week and they're the team to beat, that could be the worst thing to happen to the University of Miami unless they turn it around and go back to where Miami and Florida State each year, the winner of that game normally was in the national championship game, was playing in the Orange Bowl, was playing in the Fiesta Bowl because there were one or two in the country. Great for college football to have Miami and Florida State back. Terrible for the University of Miami to have Florida State back when they're not back.
All right, one more question. Wednesday, Nick Saban in Alabama came through. First of all, he's a knucklehead because carrot cake is awful. I mean, why are we making vegetables into cake? It's, it's ridiculous. You know what? It depends where you get the carrot cake from. No, it's a vegetable. I, I, I don't need salad as a dessert. Okay, I, it's, it, that's hard to debate you with. I get that because I'm not a big carrot fan to start off with, yet you put a piece of carrot cake in front of me and it doesn't last two seconds on the table. That's one thing. I wouldn't put that as my number one cake, though. So it's a little questionable on Nick's behalf. He can recruit well and coach well, but his dessert preference, probably not what I'm going with. Right. right. But did you get a handshake with him to match Mark Hockman's handshake from a couple of years ago? I don't think he's walked by the peasants on Radio Row yet. Uh, when he does, I'm honestly just hoping you're close because nothing would make that story better if somehow, someway, you can get a matching picture or something close to whether I'm actually handshake with him or he's totally blowing me off and you get well, that picture. The magic of that picture is that Nick was heading towards Channing Crowder, one of his former players with the Dolphins. That's why that picture is so good. He was ignoring Hawk, as, as most people do. Right. Well, I mean, I have Jason Cooper, my engineer. He doesn't know who Nick Saban even is. And and Mike from the Orange Bowl will probably move 20 feet away when Nick comes close. So I'm either going to get the personalized handshake or the sit-down headsets on or just the blow-by right. where he just looks at the Orange Bowl logo, which I love having while I'm here. But he could easily just blow by it and say, thank you very much. How are you guys doing? And walk by. I'm just hoping we, me and you get the picture. That's it. Hey, Zach Krantz, 560 WQAM in Miami uh, podcast, Krantz's Corner. Always great to catch up. So thrilled to see you here at SEC Media Days. We'll be back with more on 103.3 The Goat. Pardon us while we butt in with a little common sense. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. But the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite.
Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Jumping right in before we get to the next interview, you're tuned into Sports Chat Live from SEC Media Days in Nashville. The SEC Media Days are the unofficial beginning of the college football season, and Sports Chat with Dave Schultz is there currently. We are covering the SEC Media Days. The 2023 SEC Media Days are brought to you by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International. want to thank them personally for allowing us to be at SEC Media Days right now. And, uh, yeah, that's why we're able to get some of these interviews. And with that being said, let's get to our next interview with Ben Portnoy right here on 103.3 The Goat. At uh, SEC Media Days on a Thursday afternoon sports chat, final and fourth day, 103. Three to go, brought to you by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance a Division of Hub International. We're here with the state's Ben Portnoy. He covers the South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm going to tell you, Ben, I'm the first to admit, I thought that Shane Beamer got the gig because of his last name. I thought this is a joke. He's a special teams coach. I know his dad is very successful, but he is living off of dad's name. And I know, I guess technically he's got a losing record, but I think he's done really well in his first couple of years. Yeah, he, he's done a really good job. I think that when you look at, you know, where this program was two years ago, I mean, it had really bottomed out under Will Muschamp after, you know, a couple strong years, but, but really took a dive. Guys leaving the program, just not a great spot. And for them to go win seven games in his first year, eight games last year, it's been it's been impressive. Like the turnaround is real. And I think that there's been some, you know, you have a seven and six season with a sort of limited roster and a crazy quarterback situation, crazy quarterback situation. I'm talking about with Tonka. This guy was a GA. He's like, he's like coming up from the JV team. They won a football game with that. I don't care. It's Vanderbilt. They won a football game. Yeah, it's not. So you go in with that and then back it up with an eight win season. You beat Clemson the way you did. You beat Tennessee the way you did. I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that sustains success over time. And I think that that's why this year is so important because it's sort of, it's a chance to say, hey, that wasn't a flash in the pan. And I know it's always, you know, college football, is, as you know, as well as anyone, is, is definitely a what have you done for me lately type thing. But, but I do think that this is a year where there's some pieces there. I think South Carolina, they're maybe not going to go win 10 games or take that massive step forward. But South Carolina goes and wins seven, eight games again this year. Like that, that, that proves that there's a track record in place. What, what would be the, the high end? Can they, can they be a... a 
don't know about a Georgia, but can they be a Tennessee? Can they be a Kentucky where they are winning 10 games a year? And then maybe that one year when, you know, the Clemson quarterback graduates and they're breaking in a redshirt freshman. Can they can they can they have that one special season every now and then? Or is, you know, eight to 10 wins kind of the max for South Carolina? No, I mean, I think that like you look at what Steve Spurrier did. That's that's sort of the dream, right? You, you win 10 games, three straight years or 11 games, three straight years. Is that going to happen all the time? No. I mean, that's that's a perfect confluence of things. Georgia wasn't quite Georgia yet, for sure, as part of that. But um, I do think that if you're South Carolina, like the best case scenario this season, probably nine wins, ten wins maybe. But I, but I don't think that, you know, the schedule's so dang hard. That's part of the problem is that, you know, you open the season at, against UNC and Charlotte and what's probably going to be a top 25 matchup. You get Furman in between that. But then you're home against Mississippi State. Excuse me, you're at Georgia, home against Mississippi State and at Tennessee. Like, there's a world South Carolina starts the season one and four. And, and that's not because South Carolina's bad. It's just a product of who they play. Um, and it softens up over the back end, but it's still like y- y- you could be treading uphill quickly, and I think that that's the hard thing. But, again, like if South Carolina gets to a bowl game, you win seven, eight games, you, you put yourself in a spot to go, you know, eight and four, eight and five, something like that, um, that-, that feels like a really good place to land, I think. Talking to Ben Portnoy from the state covering the South Carolina Gamecocks. All right, talk to us about Spencer Rattler. Uh, we had a chance to talk to him. Seems like a very impressive young man. He has had a roller coaster of a ride of a college career. Yeah, you know, Spencer's an interesting case study because I think that he's he's been through so much in such a short time. And I think that, you know, Spencer has sort of a bad rap, I think, for, for how things went down at Oklahoma. And I think that's frankly kind of unfair. Um, I, I think he's been really great with us as far as being in Columbia and, and with, with, with reporters and media and stuff. And uh, he's had kind of a crazy on-field career too, for sure. Um, but I, I think South Carolina is excited about what he can bring this year. I mean, it's hard not to when you see the arm talent and what he possesses. Um, you look at the way he closed the season, the way he played against Tennessee and Clemson and, and Notre Dame. Uh, there's a reason why people think he can be so special. And I think that he's sort of the linchpin of, if this thing gets really good, if they're going to take that big step, he's going to be the reason too. So, you know, if, if I sort of alluded to it a minute ago, but like best case scenario, Spencer Rattler has a great year. South Carolina goes and finishes like second in the East. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of where this thing goes. And, you know, I, we kind of joked about it in the preseason last year of just at some point that like Spencer Rattler is talented enough that he's just going to go win you a football game. You don't know when it's going to happen. It's just, it's just kind of going to happen. It's like a three point shooter catching fire, right? Like Steph Curry is just going to go win you a basketball game at some point. And you saw that with the Tennessee game, and I think that that happens twice. South Carolina wins nine games. Like, that, that, that's, that's kind of the thing that we see. So it'll be interesting to see what he kind of shakes out this year. Is the opposite true, though? There's going to be a game where Spencer Rattler is going to lose you a football game. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the kicker of, like, okay, if he's down, how down is he? And, and South Carolina has largely avoided, like, totally crashing and burning for the most part. They haven't totally bottomed out in, in a couple of seasons where they've had some moments where it felt like they could bottom out. Um, but they've had, you know, the one thing that they had last year, and they've kind of had one a year in the last two years of just a game where they kind of just don't show up. And it's hard to really say the 2021 season this way, especially with how crazy the quarterback situation was. But last year, the game against Florida and a sort of mediocre Florida team, I mean, South Carolina got run off the field in Gainesville. And, like, that game was, you know, South Carolina lost that game by 30, and they, frankly, it felt like they lost by 75. I mean, it wasn't remotely close. And I think that that's... That's the thing you have to avoid. And, and that's not all on Spencer, but I do think that, like, as he goes, South Carolina will go. And whether that's fair or not, that's just kind of the reality. Talking to Ben Portnoy from the state, uh, covering the South Carolina Gamecocks on a Thursday afternoon sports chat. 1033 the GOAT. He does seem very self-aware through too many interceptions. And then even he noticed a lot of them were to the left. 
Is that just out of habit, looking to the right first and not looking off the defense, or looking off the defense and not seeing the defense? Uh, wh why, where do you think that comes from? Because it came up in a conversation of the pick six throw, and not him specifically, but when you're throwing from the uh, near hash to the far sideline, it doesn't matter if you're Spencer Rattler, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers, or Peyton Manning. Everybody throws that pick six throw because they think the defensive back is staying off, and he's not. Yeah, I think it's a force of habit kind of thing. I think that, you know, like you said, it, it happens at every level of football, you know, NFL to middle school football. And I think that that's, that's just the reality of it. I think that he's definitely, he's making strides. He's doing the right things. I think, like, South Carolina feels good about getting his completion percentage up a little bit, make, turning the ball over a few less times. And, I mean, if you look at it after the, I think he threw 11 interceptions last year, and I think he threw eight of those in the first five weeks. So, like, it, 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 I might have the numbers a little off there, but roughly that. The bulk of his interceptions were over the course of the beginning of the season. It was when South Carolina was struggling, when they were really up and down. And I think that that was the thing that, that when Spencer got cleaned up, when his completion percentage jumped, like, this offense took off. And I think that that's the hope is now that you do that for the whole season as opposed to, you know, three games. Well, that seems to be, go along with the question, how long does it take you to acclimate yourself to a new offense? And he goes, well, it comes with the reps. But even Joe Burrow said, you know, hey, guys, I didn't play for three years. I went from high school to sitting for three years, and then I got to LSU, and I'm now learning a whole new offense. It took him a half a season, if not all season, to get going. It sounds like it took Spencer a half a season to go from uh, thinking about it to just reacting. Yeah, 100%. I think that, like, you look at that, you look at – I mean, South Carolina's got a new offensive coordinator right now, which is part of it. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where they land with, with what Dowell Loggins wants to do and what he wants to run. But I, I do think that Spencer – I think it was a feeling out process, right? Like you said, it, it takes time to adjust. It takes time to get in the flow of what you want to do offensively and, and sort of figure out the things that you're good at, basically, <laughs> um, and what guys you want to put in what positions and things like that. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how Spencer sort of adjusts to that um, with a new OC. But I, I think that just being in Columbia for another year, being around the same teammates, same coaching staff, like that stuff matters and it keeps you calm. And, and you know, when things get crazy and the bullets start flying, I think it makes it you know, easier to settle in. And I think that you'll see that a lot more with Spencer this year. All right, let's wrap it up here with Ben Portnoy. Let's go back to Shane Beamer. And it just appears that he gets it. All right, again, I don't want to belittle South Carolina, but obviously they're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. They're not Florida. They're not LSU. And right now they're not Clemson. So, although they're catching up. Uh, so he gets into those videos that the, the, the PR people are putting out. Usually he's the butt of the joke. All right, so he can take it. Um, how much does he enjoy that? You know, how much effort does it take him to do it? Because I presume these are more than one takes. They're editing it together. So it's appreciative from somebody from my end to see that he gets to be part of that process. And South Carolina has an outstanding fan base. That place is not, you know, three-quarters full. When they're just above average, it's kind of like the New York Knicks, right? The New York Knicks don't have to be winning champions because they haven't been. They just have to be competitive. South Carolina is competitive and the place is full. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, the, the thing about Shane that I think carries a lot of weight with, with players, with media, with whatever, is he's just genuine. And I think that, like, that's the thing that you don't always get in college football, right? You know, coaches have whatever agenda or they're not necessarily totally, you know, transparent or whatever. I think, like, what you see with Shane is generally what you get. And I think that that, that carries a lot of weight. I think that he gets it from an NIL perspective, from a recruiting perspective, from a sort of how to treat players in this day and age. I, I just think he gets it on all those levels. And when you, as you look at these sort of generational shifts happening in college sports and college football in particular, Shane kind of 
fits with what you need in this day and age and has the personality that you need in this day and age. And I think that for a place like South Carolina, like you need that, right? Like, look, South Carolina is not Alabama. It's not Georgia. It's not like it's not that. But you've got to. It doesn't have to be. No. Even if they want it to be, it doesn't have to be. No, and, but you've got a coach who makes you relevant in a way that maybe you weren't previously where it's sort of milk toast with Will Muschamp and, and obviously kind of a nightmare toward the end. But, you know, when South Carolina has been at its best, they've had coaches who were kind of, I don't want to say out there, but but definitely sort of more. Big. Steve Spurrier got it. Lou Holtz got it. They got it. Like, yeah, like you look at it. It's no surprise that when South Carolina was at its best, Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier were head coaches like that. It makes sense. Right. And so, uh, you know, Shane Beamer's got a little bit of that to him. He's definitely less. Uh, I think he's less maybe quirky than, than either Lou or, or Steve. But but he's definitely got some of that personality. And he makes South Carolina re- relevant in a way, both in the SEC and nationally, that I think matters and resonates with people. And I think that that's that's why it's been so successful quickly, I think. Ben Portnoy from uh, the state covering the South Carolina Gamecocks, showing off that he went to the Masters because that's the only wear, only place he could get that shirt. We appreciate it. I've never actually seen somebody wear a shirt and do hashtag humble brag all at the same time, and that's exactly what Ben is doing. Thanks so much for hopping on a Thursday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Go. Appreciate it, Schultz. Thanks for having me, man. Glenn Lachele of Eagle Pest Control talks about termite control and termite bonds. Glenn, kind of a necessary evil, aren't they? With the amount of Formosan termites we have now, it's, it's, it's a must. You, you can't do without it. So what kind of different bonds are available? Some are just for treatment only. Some replace the wood damage. Talk to a professional like Eagle Pest Control about your termite protection plan. Trust me, you'll have peace of mind and be money ahead when you do. Eagle Pest Control and Chemical, where employees make the difference. Why not do business with a long-standing local and reputable team? Can't think of a reason? Well, then give them a call. The professionals at Eagle Pest Control have over 30 years of experience and a solution for ridding your property of any four-, six-, or eight-legged uninvited guest. From ants to termites, bed bugs to rodents, Eagle Pest Control can handle them all. Give them a call or schedule your free inspection online at eaglepestandchemical.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LUCK for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LUCK for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LUCK for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your your first fill-up. Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive, but not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Rage and Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237 Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. 
Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. <laughs> if it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat. Sports Chat Live with Dave Schultz is live from SEC Media Days. I'm your host, Mr. Lindenburton, holding it down from the studios in Lafayette. The SEC Media Days are the unofficial beginning of the college football season, and we are there. The 2023 SEC Media Days are brought to you by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International. I want to say thank you to both Dwight Andrus and Lafayette Roofing for sponsoring Dave's voyage to SEC Media Days. We have a lot more interviews coming up uh, to close out the show today. Uh, the final interview of this hour will be with Jaden Crumedy. And then coming in the 5 o'clock hour, we have the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey. We have uh, Nick Roosh of uh, On3 Sports. And then we're closing out the show with Frank Frangi. So after, uh, so about around 5.45, I will be taking calls. It'll be a live show. You can call in 269-1077, 269-1077. Phone lines are open. And then tomorrow, phone lines will be open all show because I will be guest hosting, filling in sports chat with Scratch Out the Dave Schultz, Lynn Burton in the afternoon tomorrow. But let's get into our interview with Jalen Crumedy right here on 103.3. The Dave Schultz back at SEC Media Days on Sports Chat 103.3. The GOAT powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, the power of Hub International. We're here with Jaden Crumedy, defensive lineman of Mississippi State. This is your second time here? What's it, I mean, what's it like coming back? Usually we don't see too many, I say repeat offenders, but that's not the correct way. Uh, volunteers would be the better way. Uh, I mean, it's real fun, you know, getting to, uh, you know, just talk to different people and, you know, just answer some questions. So it's, it's been fun, really. Did you practice before you come today? One put you through a little training session, what to expect? Oh, yeah, we had a little run this morning. We had to do snakes and stuff, so, yeah. Just this morning, just to kind of... Basically, I would call that showing and going. Yeah, <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't take too long, but it, it was a good little pump to the start of the day. All right, so Mississippi State starting over with the tragic passing uh, of Mike Leach. Uh, how, how does a club get over that? I mean, you're learning a, a life lesson really early in your life. Yes, uh, it's really like I feel like we're just not, you know, getting over it. It's just like, you know, coping with it in a different way and, you know, just keep, continue to push each other forward and, you know, just to maintain the goal to keep playing football and, um, you know, just, you know, continue to bond and, you know, build uh, relationships with uh, different people. Shane Crumedy on a uh, sports chat, 103.3 The Goat, live in Nashville. All right, what was it like when you, you started college and it's, it's so changed so much? What were you good at and what do you think you've improved on since you've been in Mississippi State? Um, I mean, I know I was just, you know, good at, you know, really, you know, the the, the easiest thing anybody can do, really bull um, when I first got here. But, like, over the years, I've learned different, you know, steps and, you know, different pass rush moves. Uh, but it's, this year it's time for me to, you know, actually try to use that stuff because I haven't been using it. And, you know, just uh, from being here my freshman year 
to being there now. Uh, I just feel like I just became a better person, a better man in things, and, you know, a better teammate. And I feel like I became a leader uh, to help different people. And with any situation, with either being football or, you know, not uh, football-related things. So I feel like I came a long way. Was there a moment when it clicked? Was there a moment, like, welcome to the SEC? And then, like, all right, I have to do this to get better to do that. Yeah, first my first SEC game, uh, I feel like, it really came real quick when uh, I had my first snap. I was like, okay, so it'll be this. This, this is a little different from high school. Let me guess. After the first snap, you went in the wrong direction, according to you. Nah, I ain't going the wrong direction. It's just, you know, people are way stronger than they are in high school. So, right. yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's really what it came from. So I, I, I put it in a different perspective and, you know, just continue to keep going. How difficult is it to prepare? you know, each week and just put everything into one ball game? And how long does it take to get over it, win or lose? Um, so with me, uh, I feel like it's easy to, you know, swip, I mean, switch uh, the week, uh, having a different opponent. And, um, like, if if you end up losing, then you just got to get over it, get over it and within the 24 hours and then, you know, on to the next team. But, like, really, uh, it's, it all comes with, you know, your mindset and, like, you got to bounce back in any kind of way. Jaden Crumedy, uh, Mississippi State defensive lineman on Sports Chat 103.3, uh, the GOAT. So when you have to come up with a game plan, right, you're playing one team and they do something else, like like teams like against, you know, Mississippi State. No one has an offense like Mississippi State does, so it's a different game plan. How much does it take to prepare for each team? Uh, to prepare for each team is like, I feel like it starts, you know, in the film room. Uh, you, you're getting a the gist of what they're doing so like once you go out uh right at the film then like the first day of practice i mean i feel like it's easy to switch and you know get get what you you're gonna be getting that saturday or whenever you play so i feel like it's a quick transition to me and then what happens when you're trying to make in-game adjustments because maybe they're doing something you didn't expect Mm -hmm. i mean uh, it, it all comes from like if you if you're seeing that they're doing something different, then you know it's all about communication and, and telling your coach or telling your uh, your your players. I mean your your, your teammates, and you know it, it comes easy and it comes fast uh, once you once you get the hang of everything. Do you have a favorite moment at Mississippi State? Uh, Other than obviously talking to me right now. <laughs> uh, Don't laugh. It ain't funny. <laughs> Other than football, is really just getting married this year. Oh. But, um. You, you've already married or you're getting married? I got married in April. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Why so early? Why not wait until we're done with school? <laughs> nah, I, I really feel like it wasn't, it, it wasn't no need to wait. And, uh, because, I mean, I feel like she, she's the one for me. And she's been through, with me through a lot of things. So it was time for that. And she's always, you know, make sure I, I stay right with football and with school as well. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. How, how did the proposal go? What was that like? Uh, it was a – so I had planned on doing it in a different way, but I ended up uh, proposing to her in the kitchen. So, yeah, she, like, it was it was a thing where she had – Hold on. We got to hear about the other way. What was the what was the original plan? So the original plan was like a picnic type thing, and I was going to have, like, you know, some petals and stuff out, you know, candles and things. It was going to be like a private little thing for me and her. Uh, and, like, it was going to be dark outside and, you know – we're gonna have like a favorite, which is strawberries. Uh, strawberries with, uh, which is her favorite fruit, and you know, like different things that she like to eat. But 
that didn't go because I mean I seen the day I did it, uh, she was just like seeming uh, very very happy and stuff because like recently her mother had passed, so she was just starting to you know get uh, get more happier uh, during the days. And I mean I just felt like it was time to you know pop the question, and she she said yeah. All right, so uh, just making sure people understand, what is your size? How tall are you and how much do you weigh? I'm 6'5", and I weigh 306. Did you get down on one knee? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it ain't even hard for me to get down, but sometimes it's hard for me to get up. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Yes, I, I understand that. I'm not 6'5", I'm not uh, 306. All right, what are the expectations? And we're talking to Jaden Crumbity uh, from Mississippi State. What are the expectations in 2023? Uh, the expectations are to, you know, just the uh, – have, just have, be a, a, a mentally tough team, uh, physically tough. You know, go do every play as your uh, as your last. Um, just be ready for everything and play play to the fullest. And what's it been like with Zach Arnett? Uh, it's been it's been very great. Uh, I mean, he's he's serious sometimes. Sometimes he's uh, he's you know joker, and we really just have been having fun. And he's making sure that we don't we're on top of everything. Uh, for school uh, and football workouts and things like that. Uh, he's been making sure everything's been going good. Now, it's a little bit different. He's not breaking you in. You guys are breaking him in. You guys have already done this. He's in the new position. You're right, you're right. But he, he kind of still breaking this in, making sure that we, you know, staying on top of everything, uh, doing a little bit more workouts. So, yeah, he, he's breaking this in as well. <laughs> he's Jane Crumity, defensive lineman, uh, Mississippi State, on Sports Chat at SEC Media Days. Thanks so much for hopping on, and best of luck this season. Appreciate it. There's a heat advisor at Acadian Automotive Group. We advise you to get down here for these red-hot deals. Like this brand-new 2023 1500 Bighorn. 23% off the MSRP. That's almost $15,000 off sticker. So come see our team at Acadian Automotive Group where the savings are scorching and excitement is off the chart. Under the big American flag across from the airport, Lafayette. 10% manufacturer's rebate for 15% dealer discount plus tax title and license. Visit AcadianaDodge.com. Okay, next time you're at the store. I dare you to not think about the unmistakable, fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish Spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word. But let's be honest, you're probably going to end up leaving with Irish Spring. Because of its irresistible scent, and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick up Irish Spring today. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and 
we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 